Hey guys, welcome back to Talking Fit. We are here with you live and direct. And in effect today, we're going to be talking about staying sexy for summertime, guys. We're talking about training, nutrition, how it relates to summertime, how life starts to change up a bit, and uh, different modalities that we take on into the summertime. This actually uh, came from a conversation that me and Tyler had last week, kind of off, you know, off recording, uh, where he, he was starting up his challenge, which is going right into summer. Yep. And I just finished up a cha- an eight-week challenge that I was doing. And we kind of were talking about, like, you know, would people be interested in doing a challenge during summer? Because most people tend to be very relaxed on their fitness. They don't want to mm-hmm. get their fitness on track during summer. They kind of want to be a little bit more lenient, sometimes too lenient. Um, so my point that I was making to Tyler was that I thought pe- people would be interested in doing it because I think people need some form of accountability uh, going into summer. Now, that being said, this isn't a sales pitch on Tyler's challenge. Basically, what we're going to talk about is things that you should keep in mind going into the summer. Uh, if you want to stay in shape or if you're someone who's been getting in shape and you want to keep the train going through the summer. Um, so we can start on, on any different topic. Uh, I, I, feel, I feel like maybe we should start on our own personal approach to mm-hmm. what we do when the summer's coming. So do you want to start or do you want me to start? For sure. I'll, I'll, t- I'll take the reins here. Um, so I, I feel like we might have different views on this, which is good. But <laughs> <laughs> Love that. All right. Um, so uh, basically once, once summertime goes, personally for me, I automatically 1,000% look to get majority of my movement in outside. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that be either my workout or just making sure I'm getting outside to get walks in. Um, to get some hikes in here and there with uh, with the dogs. Um, realistically, I try to do as much as I can strictly outside. So as far as my training goes, I'll even move my weights outside. <laughs> my, my echo bike, everything will go outside in front of the house just to soak up some sunshine, uh, help me de-stress, get some vitamin D, and help me just kind of unplug and just be in my own zone. As, um, as far as my, and that's really blanket overstatement, but um, as far as my nutrition goes, um, with nutrition, summertime, I, I honestly, I try to make a majority of my produce selection. I try to base that off of the season. So I try to go with fruits that are, or fruits and say vegetables too, that are more summery. So I'll make salads and stuff that are more summery with, uh, with sometimes fruit in it, lighter dressings, things of that nature. Um, <clears throat> I tend to make it a bulk of my intake will come from uh, more protein and veggies. Uh, carbs more so per se will, will come, but I don't, I don't depend on them as much as I do in time when I need to put on, put on a, a little more padding and I, you know, normally wintertime too, I'm more so at maintenance yeah. or, um, you know, looking to go in, in a surplus cause I'm trying to put on some size or just be comfy for a while. But I think, uh, I think actually that we could kind of, uh, one point that you made is Again, carbs don't cause fat gain, but one of the reasons why Tyler or someone would maybe moderate their carb intake going into the summer is going to be because a lot of people tend to just drink more during yeah. the summer and you know, a lot of alcoholic drinks have carbs. Yeah. So you're going to get some carb like wine, beer, um, if you're drinking margaritas with like, you know, uh, agave, which is sugar, that's a carb. Yep. So like you know, you're going to be getting those carbs in from uh, drinking. So if drinking is your thing and you feel like if you're being objective with yourself and you feel like you're going to be drinking, you know, more nights per week than you do in the winter, like, yeah, then maybe you should moderate the carbs a little bit because you're going to be getting those carbs at some point during the day. (laughs) Yeah. I think what I find too, in terms of, uh, I would say, yeah, definitely moderating carbs, but I'll moderate, uh, like fats to a certain extent too. Depending, I feel like I do it much more during the summer because there's more events happening. 
Yeah. There's more things going on. Um, I'm knowing, I know that for me personally, I'm going to be out somewhere most likely on the yeah. weekend. Uh, maybe eating, <laughs> eating, eating a little more off track than what I normally would. And, um, maybe not as much whole foods. Um, not as much food that's going to be as uh, micronutrient dense because I'm not cooking it. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know exactly what's in it. So I'll control what I have in terms of my nutrition. So I make sure, you know, say at least my breakfast and, you know, some of lunch too is, again, <clears throat> the reason I'll take or moderate more of the carbs and fats and just make it more protein and vegetables is one to keep me fuller um, off the protein, stay satiated from the protein, get my nutrients in because then I know later I may be, <laughs> again, going to a party, drinking a little bit here and there yeah. maybe and, you know, ch- trying to put me over the edge a little more. So. And generally when you're going out to eat and you're going to like eat a little off track, those that off track is going to be because you're probably eating more fats and carbs. Yeah. So, so again, myself too. Um, the way that I think, the only reason why I was going to say that I think we differ on this is because I think I can be a little bit more of, uh, I, don't, I don't even know what the word is, but like realistically speaking, um, this is like the thing that most people don't want to hear. Yep. This is like not much changes about my personal training and my personal nutrition from winter to summer. Yeah. There's not a huge difference. Like, yeah, if maybe there's going to be some barbecues, uh, maybe there's going to be, you know, where we want to go out and eat on a patio mm-hmm. more so than we would during the winter. Mm-hmm. So, I allow for those things and don't panic about them. Like, I, I, if we're going to go out to eat maybe on like a random Wednesday because it's really nice out, we're going to go to try a new restaurant. Let's just say that's happening. Um, I'm not going to like go, oh my God, I'm going off track or I can't track that meal. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit less intense as far as like the tracking goes. But the majority of my, you know, routine doesn't change. And a huge part of that is because like, I would say 99.9% of the people who are going to listen to this, I still have a full-time job during the summer. Like yeah, people, we don't get summers <laughs> off. Like if you are someone who gets summers off, like more power to you. That's awesome. And we can give you some tips on, on if you have like, the entire day off to chill. Yep. But you know, me, my wife, like, you know, anybody I know, we all still work during the summer. So if you're working, you know, eight or more hours a day, you know, use those hours as your 80 to 90% where you're keeping yourself in line with your goals because you're, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're not going to the office and there's a pool there and there's margaritas being served at noon. Like, you know what I mean? So <laughs> ju- don't change much. The, 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 one of the, you know, the, I, what did I, what did I say to my challenge group? I was like, you know, the, the boring best friend of consistency is monotony. Like there's a little bit of monotony to be expected when you are actually being consistent, which means I just had this conversation again today with a client. I was like, people have to accept that fitness can be a little bit boring and results come from a little bit of the boring stuff. Mm -hmm. So that means you can pepper in the fun. You know, if you want to go out for drinks a couple more nights a week, you know, and and go to a barbecue on the weekends or in the summer, that's awesome. And you should do those things. But those things aren't going to be what derails you. It's what you're doing 80 to 90% of the time. So make your 80 to 90% be not much different than what you're doing when you're on track. Mm -hmm. Now, on the flip side of that, not to go off topic, if you're someone who's really only been quote unquote like on track for a couple of months, you really shouldn't derail yourself too much during the summer. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's. Summer is two months out of the year. If you see yourself as someone who also derails yourself from October to December because it's the holidays, guess what? October to December is three months. The summer is like two, two and a half. That's like five months. That's almost half a year that (laughs) you're not on track just because of what the weather is like. Like that's not a good enough excuse in my book. So 
what I would say is find some strategies that are going to help you moderate your calorie intake and keep it at a reasonable level Mm -hmm. and still train. Uh, And if anything, use the summer as an opportunity, like Tyler said, to move more. Go out for walks, you know, go to the beach, go to the pool and, and do things that are physically active. And, you know, the more you move, the more you can, quote unquote, afford those extra calories. You're not going to see like a lot of unwanted weight gain if you're moving more. But we'll we'll dive into more details about like specific strategies. But my personal, what I do for myself is I really don't change much during the summer. Uh, I don't really make huge changes to my nutrition. My training stays consistent. I'm still training hard. I'm still training the same amount of days per week. Mm-hmm. If anything, I go on more walks or do you know a hike once in a while. So or you're swimming in the pool. So if anything, I get a little bit more activity in the summer. It doesn't yeah. die down. Um, that's just me though. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I agree on a few notions you were saying. I think on the, on the same note of, I'm the same way in terms of, I don't change too much, say Monday through Friday. Yeah. Because the way I look at it is this, when it's cold out, I'm not leaving the house. Yeah, so, me, so me too. Monday yeah. through Sunday, pretty much, I'm home as much as I can be not doing anything. When it's warmer out for the two months that we get here in upstate New York, maybe six weeks. Um, yeah. For for those like that's when like we'll say the like the weekend comes. I pretty much know say like Saturday night. Yeah. I'm gonna get something that's gonna be uh, just more calorie dense than what it was is if I would eat at home. Yeah. So I'll just keep it earlier in the day. Just have more protein and vegetables, and then like later I can really just like be okay with my choice because I know again I was consistent you know for like 80, 80, 80 90, 85 80, 90, 90, percent of the yeah and that's 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 a huge point it's just like most people just they want they basically want to hear someone like a nutrition Trish. coach say hey it's summer you can let yourself go yeah. for <laughs> yes. for two months if you do these two things mm-hmm. that will keep you on track but realistically it doesn't work like that if you have a job and you're going to work every day, you're, you're going to just use that time as, as a way to keep you on track. You know, that, use that as like your, your barrier right there. Like you're going to work, you're on a routine anyway. Just don't derail yourself from your normal routine. Mm-hmm. And then that way, if you're staying that consistent where you're working out three to five times a week and you're, you're aware of your eating protein, you're yep. eating produce, if you go out to you know two more dinners a week than you normally would during the winter, it's really not going to negatively affect you that much if the bulk of your behavior is pretty consistent. Yes. So for most people, again, like if you're if you're hanging out by the pool Saturday and Sunday, and you like to have pool parties and have your friends over and have drinks and have dinner, mm-hmm. like that's awesome for you, and I'm that just enjoy those times. But if that turns into like Saturday all the way to Sunday and, and, and it's two months of that. Yep. Again, I don't care if you do that. <laughs> I just want you to be aware that like you when September days. comes, don't be surprised yeah. by unwanted weight gain if for two months you were just eating whatever the hell you wanted. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah, no, I, I feel the same way. I think the biggest thing that I realized with majority of clients, especially when summertime comes, is on the same notion of with the warmer weather, it's like we have the chance to be more active outside and do more things outside. Yeah. I also find, because I'm not someone that really drinks too often, yeah. I mean, realistically, maybe once a month. Um, and that's an extreme, you know, compared to most people. But I find that when it gets warmer, it'll turn into, oh, Friday night I had drinks with, uh, with the family. Then Saturday, you know, was my day to really let loose. And then Sunday we went golfing and had drinks where it turns into then, you know, three out of your seven days of the week. Yeah. It turns into... 
okay, now it's kind of thrown to the side. I'm yeah, like, but yeah. but even even at that, even if it was the three days, if the rest of your week is pretty on track and mm-hmm. you're you're still working out and you're still moving and you're still eating protein, like it's really not gonna have that much of a negative effect on you. Mm-hmm. Like realistically speaking, uh, and I'm not not saying that you can go binge drink for three days, but like if you have two drinks on Friday, three drinks on Saturday, and three drinks on Sunday, let's say. Yep. Like, you know, that adds up, that's eight, you know, that's eight drinks, but like that's eight drinks for your entire week, which would be the equivalent of having like one per night about. Which is fine. Which yeah, one yeah. per night equals out to about an extra 100 to 200 calories a day. So like, it, again, you have to think of things, I don't expect you to do like math equations, but just think of that realistically. If you're having about eight drinks over the course of three days on the weekend, it's really only equivalent to like one extra drink a night yep. during the all week long. So if you think about that realistically, it's not gonna have a horrible negative effect on your body. But if the weekend ends and then Monday comes and you skip your workout and yep. then yeah. Tuesday you're like, ah, I skipped my workout Monday, and but let's go out for drinks on Tuesday and then Wednesday you feel like shit so you skip Wednesday's workout and now you're at Wednesday, you're like, I'll just start again next week. Mm-hmm. Now you're creating like a, p- a bad pattern. So yeah. I would say take an objective look at your life. What, your, what is your lifestyle like? And if you have a very active social life, Find ways to manage that, meaning, you know, limit your drinking to one to two drinks per social event. Make sure you're eating mostly protein throughout the day. Mm-hmm. You know, understand that um, carbs and fats aren't bad for you, but when you're going to a lot of parties, carbs and fats are gonna find you. So don't try to carb load Monday through Friday and then cheat on the weekend. So, you know, <laughs> so, so moderate the you know the, that type of stuff and get a lot of protein in during the week which will keep you full throughout the week it'll keep your workouts feeling good and if your workouts are good and you're feeling good you're, you know if the weekends are a little off it's not the end of the world i think even some of it and this is thinking on like a much much broader uh standpoint a different perspective i think even like think of like in, in terms of like society like what do, what do people always do like say like january december time comes everybody always says like summer body yeah, yeah I'm, get, I'm getting my body ready for summer i got to do this for the summer and on the same notion in regards to like in regarding what you were saying is like yeah okay but once the summer hits why would you stop doing those yeah. same things yeah. why not continue to feel your best look your best um have the you know again like depending on what your nutrition looks like, not every day is gonna be your best workout, but still stay in those same patterns, those same same habits that keep you on track. Because again, like I said, I found the same thing coming from people starting January, summertime comes, I look good in the bathing suit, I feel great. And then by the time the end of the summer, not even the end of summer, sometimes about halfway through yeah. summer, people are like, what happened to me? Or I, I, don't, I don't feel great. And it's because they gave up the consistent patterns and habits that got them to where they were to, have, to look and feel how they wanted to for summer. Yeah, yeah, I know, I, I totally agree with that. I've, I've had that conversation with a lot of people, mm-hmm. like honest talks where, you know, one person will tell me, you know, ah, when the winter comes, it's just really hard for me to get motivated mm-hmm. because it's cold, uh, you know, I, it gets dark early, so like I work all day and then I don't wanna go work out at night and then I had, uh, and maybe they drink, they have a couple glasses of wine or whatever and it, then it's the holidays, so there's cookies yeah. and this and that. So then January comes and they wanna, you know, get on track and then, you know, May rolls around, summer starts, summer starts to peak its head around the corner. It's like, oh, you know, who wants to work out? It's, you know, warm outside. I just want to go be outside and hang out. Like, it's like, again, now you're eliminating literally half the year. Yeah. If July, if from July or June, 
to Dece- end of December, only September, half October is the only time you feel motivated. Mm-hmm. You really have to have an honest conversation with yourself or, or an honest understanding that motivation isn't just going to manifest itself out of nowhere. Like you have to just stay consistent through all of this. And again, I know this is like the stuff that people don't want to hear. They want to hear do these three tricks and like you'll stay in shape through summer. But realistically speaking, it's the boring stuff that gets results. Like it's the yeah. boring kind of monotonous stuff that you don't really want to hear the not sexy stuff, but it's the not sexy stuff that kind of keeps you looking sexy during summer. You know? that, that, yeah. That's so funny. I think it's the, it's the irony that like doing the bo- the boring day in day out monotonous stuff is not sexy. Yeah. Like at all. But on the flip side of it, like the irony of it is, is that like doing that stuff is what allows you to feel and be sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, sexy being like a broad term. It's like yeah, very, basically very. feeling good and feeling your best and, and, and being confident in when yourself. you do go to the pool, when you go to the because I know me, I was like a chubby like kid from, you know, ten to thirteen and like me too. dude, I was not I was a kid who wore a shirt in the pool. You know what yeah. I mean? Or a short or a shirt at the beach. And so like I totally get that feeling and like I don't like that feeling and I and I understand that feeling. I get it. Like it's not yep. even like a I could understand it. No, no, no. I've been there. Like I get it. Live that life. So if you don't want to feel that way going into the summer, you know, you've got to expect some reasonable sacrifices need to be made. And again, eating whole food, mostly home cooked meals, and getting in solid workouts is not punishment. That's like, you should be thankful that you're able to do those things. You know, maybe you're not able to deadlift two times your body weight or you're not able to run six miles. That doesn't fucking matter. Like, Mm -hmm. are you able to move? Are you able to go through a 30 minute workout, whether it's advanced or beginner? Like if you have the ability to do that, you should probably be doing that. You owe that to yourself, you know? So again, we're not talking about like making drastic sacrifices or, or, you know, starving yourself. We're just saying, if you want to feel good and look good, it's gonna come with some reasonable sacrifice. And one of those reasonable sacrifices is that you just can't do whatever you want, whenever you want. Because if I did whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, I would not feel great. I definitely wouldn't like feel comfortable in a bathing suit because I don't want to put a you know 200 pounds on my back and squat it for 30 something reps. Like I don't want to do that. <laughs> I did that today. I was dreading it all morning. It was awful. But like, that's what we gotta do, you know? And keep in mind, I'm not someone who's like, I'm not like shredded or anything, you know what I mean? I don't have like a six pack and all that stuff. So like, that's what I gotta do to maintain me. Like, I mean, so like, if I was setting my goals even, you know, higher, I'd have to do even more sacrifices. But it's just for me, what is my, what am I willing to sacrifice and and what do I actually want out of fitness? And Mm -hmm. like for me, a huge part of that, and I have it in my notes here that uh, I I was gonna talk about is, is just being transparent and being honest you know, most as much as we can say, looking, you know, feeling your best and your health is important. Most people who work out, they just they do have appearance or aesthetic based goals. They want to look good in a bathing suit when they when they go to the pool. Like that's that's an honest part of fitness. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure most people who get into working out want that. So for me, that's a goal too. So if for me to feel confident, like going to a beach or going to a pool, if that requires me to like not eat pancakes every morning then i'm not gonna eat pancakes every morning that's a worthwhile trade-off for me for sure i I think a lot of that comes from too it like the like whole notion of like going to the beach and like 
it's it's not even it is but isn't like so much about like aesthetically how you look i base it off of more so like how you feel how oh, yeah you, how you personally feel that day going to the beach your friends pool whatever it is like going just even going to a party right you're not even in the base room just yeah. like you feel great that day because of why like not because you felt motivated to do your 30, 30 yeah. squats at 200 pounds just because, you know, like Adam was saying, and I love that you that you spoke about that, is it's because you have discipline. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's your, your discipline that allows you to make those daily sacrifices over and over to feel and look how you want how you want to. I think that, um, and I was actually just writing about this earlier in uh, one of my articles, that like motivation, although it's inspiring, it's very fleeting. Oh, that I, dude, I say that all the time. I literally <laughs> use that word all the time. No I say motivation is fleeting. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't stay. And it, motivation is never going to stay. I mean, you can, and we see it. How many times, for example, <laughs> January 1st, if you go to the gym, how many new people do you see in there? And you're ready to go. By the end of January, more than half of those people that you see in the gym will not be there. It's a, well, yeah, it's a legitimate statistic. Yeah. 50, like, I think it's over 50% yeah, people over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. give up on whatever it doesn't have to be fitness related yeah. it's any new year's resolution yeah, yeah. And, you know so I, I i agree with you it's like you ha- need to have a little bit of, it's not like you know hardcore discipline it's just understanding actions and consequences yeah. that's really all it is mm-hmm. you know you know that if you show up late for work every day you're probably gonna get fired so you don't show up late for work i know that if i don't discipline exactly but i know if i don't work out you know four days a week five days a week that I'm not gonna feel my best, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna look my best. And as far as the like the looking your best or looking good in a bathing suit, that's a totally objective, objective thing. Very like, objective. I'm not saying that you should put yourself up against any person's standards. I'm not like, for instance, like, do you think I don't wanna look like The Rock? Like, yeah, I wanna look like The Rock, <laughs> but I don't look like The Rock. So like my, my point is just like, when I'm saying like looking good in a bathing suit, I'm not saying based on societal standards. I'm saying yep. what do you want to to feel like when you go out and that's not just a, like you said not just an appearance thing yeah. it's like if i feel like fucking bloated i don't care what i look like i'm not gonna feel great going mm-hmm. to the pool mm-hmm. you know so and how do i avoid feeling that way i just don't eat like shit all of the time mm-hmm. so for for most people again we're not talking about you need to try and have a six pack or anything like that what we're saying is we all have uh, we all know where we're at and we all know where we would ideally like to be in a reasonable amount of time. And if you have a reasonable goal, it's gonna take some reasonable sacrifices. So if you wanna lose 20 pounds, let's just say, over the course of six months, that's a reasonable goal. You know, it's gonna require a little bit of sacrifice. It doesn't require you to do anything crazy, but it means like, hey, you probably can't like have stack of pancakes with syrup on it every single morning. No. It's probably not going to be, you're probably not going to feel great after that. Yeah, most likely. Yeah. I agree. So uh, taking that into the the other point I was going to, I had notes on is, um, wait, where was it? Sorry. It's uh, vacation. So yeah, like yeah. vacations, traveling. Um, most people, you know, they take a lot of their vacations in the summer. They go away. Yeah. You know, are there any things that, thing that you kind of like, Maybe like some non-negotiables that you have, like when you travel or go on a trip. Oh yeah, I, <laughs> let's do let's that. do uh, like two. So let's go yep. like a weekend trip. So yep. it's like a three day. Maybe leave on Friday, get back Monday. Yep. Versus like maybe like a longer trip, like a week longer or more. So yeah. do you? Because I know for me it kind of differentiates. Yeah, 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 for sure. So I know I've, I've had I've had clients that have gone to extremes, uh, like what I would call an extreme in my. Depends what your goals are, but it always depends. You'll learn that in fitness, nutrition, it always depends. But um, 
I've had people who have actually like brought scales with them and done that. And I can't say that I haven't done that. I've brought scales to restaurants before because I wanted to be that on point. Yeah. And I learned that you don't have to be quite so specific unless maybe you're training for a bodybuilding show or something. Which but, you're probably not listening to this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Definitely not. So, um, yeah, I mean, my biggest things, and this is whether it's a week or it's um, even just for a weekend, is hydration. And that's just, that's period. Like making sure that you're committing to your hydration. Um, and then the other one is um, movement. Just making sure that you're also getting your quality movement in, whether it just be, you know, simple walking, bike, anything like that. Um, especially if it's a weekend, definitely hydration and movement. Try to make as much of your activities like active as you can in general. Um, as far as like the week comes, uh, more so of how I try to like live during my week, make most of your choices. Um, whole food, micronutrient dense, um, as much as possible. I said it kind of comes and you come into barriers depending on where you're staying and things of that nature. Um, but yeah, just trying to stay and then stay within your calories again, if possible. Like this is my other thing. If you're going on a vacation and this is something you've been looking forward to all year and stuff, yeah. like go enjoy your damn vacation. This yeah, is yeah, definitely don't don't bring, a, <laughs> like, don't bring a scale, like any of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, like I know for me, if I'm if I'm going on like a like a weekend trip, mm-hmm. um, and this is just honest, like so if I'm going on a weekend trip, I'm a lot more lenient mm-hmm. than I would on a week long trip mm-hmm. because it's so short. Yep. So, you know, we're, if we're leaving on a Friday, you got the full day Saturday yep. and then maybe like a half a day or three quarters of a day on Sunday. Like how much damage are you realistically going to do in that amount of time? Yeah, exactly. So for me, I'm a little bit more lenient, but I do, like Tyler said, like always pay attention to like the hydration aspect. And I know it sounds like super fucking boring mm-hmm. to say that, but like you're going to feel like crap if you're dehydrated in general. And if you're adding alcohol to the equation, you're going to be even more dehydrated. So like, I'm not talking about anything crazy. I'm not saying you have to walk around with a hiking backpack with one of those like straws that come out and suck on it. <laughs> those are pretty I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Although they are very useful. I haven't done that. I'm saying like <laughs> grabbing like a, you know, maybe like a, a, a couple liter bottle of like smart water or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And just making sure you finish like two of those a day, like something simple. I, and honestly, like I, I, my wife was the one who kind of like got me on that. It sounds crazy. Cause like I'm a trainer or something like that, but I mean, when we first started going, cause I never went on like, I never went on like a vacation before mm. I like started dating my wife. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But back then we were, we were, you know, uh, just boyfriend and girlfriend, but like I had never gone on like a legit vacation. And like, so we, we went on a plane and she was just like, every, every time we got to a terminal, she would buy a bottle of water. Yeah, yep. And I was just thinking like some cheap fuck. Probably I was like, I'm like, that's $4. <laughs> that's $4. Per bottle every time. Airport, it yeah, might be like ten dollars. Exactly, but again, it's very important because, like, you know. And then again, if we went out drinking and we went out to you know bars in, it was, let's say we went to like Nashville or something, we go to bars. The next morning, like, we had waters, like smart waters, in the hotel room, ready to go. It's first thing in the morning, you drink smart water, you get out, go for a walk, walk to breakfast. And then, you know, walk back or whatever you're doing for the day. Mm-hmm. Again, you just start the day with a little bit of movement and a little bit of water. It goes a long way. So, like, that's more like a weekend trip. Like, it's very lenient, but, you know, I'm still having protein at every meal. Yep. Uh, it's such a habit at this point that I don't even, like, consider not doing it. Mm-hmm. It's really, like, never even an option for me. Even if I'm ordering, like, French toast for breakfast, I'm still getting eggs with it. It's just so habitual. At this oh, point. I ordered some protein 100%. Yeah, ordering protein is just... Uh, any and every single meal I have, if I, I don't can't, have protein on it, like it does not. I can't remember the last time I ate like a meal that was, didn't have a protein source. Like yeah. you know what I mean? It, 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 I can't remember. But um, 
my, but then compare that to like a, a so even on a weekend trip, you know, I might, I, I probably get like one workout in, if that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it might be none, mm-hmm. you know, again, because it's just a weekend. But again, what is your normal? Me, a weekend trip is not super frequent. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. it might be one or two or a year sometimes. Yeah. So like, again, I'm not doing that much damage, whatever. If you're someone who takes weekend trips twice a month, then you need to be a little bit more on, on, on point. Now, comparing that to a week-long vacation. That's where I was going to. I was sorry to interject. That's actually where I was going to say why I'm a little different. I'm more so on the same lines as you, but especially with clients. Because um, I have clients that travel a lot. Yeah. I know, again, we're, we're referring more towards uh, summertime, but just thinking like weekend trips. I have clients that travel almost every weekend where it's like, yeah. oh, all right, maybe we can't be quite as lenient every Exactly. Weekend, and you know? again, but, you can, <laughs> but you need to know what the consequences, what the consequences are. Like, yeah. if, I'm not telling you you can't do anything. If you want to be lean every single week, that's fine. But my point is just then you can't come to me and go, I don't know why I'm not losing weight. It's like, well, if you're leaning every single weekend, like, you're not going to lose weight. It's just how it goes. If I'm going on a week-long vacation, then I'm, I'm keeping probably – so if, I, if my normal behavior is like 80 90% consistent – if I'm on a week-long vacation, I'm probably more like 60, 70. Yeah, you know too. what I mean? Which, which for me is reasonable. So with the, what does that look like? That means if I'm going away for seven or eight days, I'm getting at least three to four workouts. Mm. Doesn't have to be – I'm not hitting PRs. I'm not doing anything like mind-blowing. But I'm getting three or four workouts in no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like I'm finding a, a local gym, if the hotel has a gym, whatever I gotta do, I'm getting those workouts and it's like a non-negotiable. Why? Forget about like fitness goes and like I wanted to look good and be into all that shit. Like I'm gonna feel good yeah. if I work out and I'm not gonna enjoy the vacation as much if I don't. Yeah. So why am I gonna avoid doing that, mm-hmm. you know? And luckily, and this is very important too, but again, you can make it work if it's not, but like I have a wife who's super into, who likes to do that stuff too. So like mm-hmm. it makes it easier to, to, to get that stuff done. Cause I'm mm-hmm. not like, you know, although like when we went away for our wedding, we were gone for like eight days. I got like four workouts in, but the last one that I did while I was there, like I, I worked out alone because you know, she didn't want to. And like we were, we still had people who were there, but anyway, long story short, it's just like, I just knew that day, like I had, I needed to get like twenty minutes in if I wanted to feel good, mm-hmm. and I did it. Mm-hmm. Again, it's small sacrifices. If whoever you're with can't put up with you being gone for twenty minutes to go get a workout in, then maybe <laughs> like you need to have a conversation. Right now. <laughs> I feel that. I think the other thing too, and I think uh, specifically like talking about what you said, like making choices that you do to make you feel good. I think that's not only for like summertime, but just like all the time, man. Like whether it comes just like my nutrition, like training in general, I try to make that and base that specifically off of like what's going to allow me to feel good. So like you said, what's your normal? If during the week I'm active, I'm moving, I feel good, I'm getting vitamin D and I'm going for walks, I'm training four, five times a week. You know, normally it's four for me. I'm a little bit taller than Adam, so I need a little more. No, I'm on, I'm on like, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on four. Oh, there we go. Yeah, right. I'm on a four day program right now. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, normally, yeah, it's about, I would say normally during the week, probably about three to four. Um, and then, you know, incorporate mobility and other things like that. But as, as far as specifically strength training, like three to four. Um, that being said, doing all those things, like when I go on vacation, although I'm not, I'm, well, trying I'm not to work as much, although I'm trying to unplug and relax, it's like, I still want to feel good. Yeah. And I know that the food that I'm going to eat may not have me feeling my best. And then if there's any, I mean, any type of alcohol, and this is just me specifically, 
I'm not going to feel good unless I'm being active. Yeah. Like my stomach will not feel good. Um, my digestion won't be great. My poops won't be great. And yes, I <laughs> yeah. pay attention to my poops. All right, we all should. <laughs> you gotta watch and take care of your digestion. But so much of how you feel throughout your day is gonna be tied to your digestive tract and digestive health. And 100%, yeah. And that's why I harp so much on the whole foods and things of that but nature. It may, so. But it makes, it makes sense though, because like, the, at the end of the day, like if you're going on vacation to enjoy yourself and good. you're waking up every morning feeling like shit, like how much you actually enjoy yourself. And, and, I'm ta- and it, it's, it's just being honest, guys. Like, if you're waking up every morning hungover and you're eating food that's making you like constipated or nauseous or you're eating to the point where you're like so stuffed that you just don't want to do anything and you're not exercising – and on top of that, maybe you do you don't feel comfortable like in a bathing suit. You don't feel good and all that stuff. Like that's not very enjoyable. Mm, not and well. I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm just saying like if you are all doing all of those things and you're fine, then more power to you. That I don't care. But for the people that we're talking to, these are people who are you know our clients and, and people we talk to for free and, and 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 engage with. Most people are coming to us for our advice because they either don't feel good or they want to feel better. And we're giving you the honest advice on how to do that. And it means there's a lot of behaviors that you're going to probably have to change. And one of them is if you're going on a vacation, you know, have a lot of fun. Don't be a stickler and have food and Tupperware and all this stuff. (laughs) But, you know, to give you some real life things that like I personally do. So if I'm going on vacation, like usually if I order breakfast, like I'm ordering something that I enjoy to eat. It's going to have a protein source. I'm probably going to get some pancakes with it. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm not getting like this giant stack of pancakes and that's all I'm eating. I'm not eating any protein with it. And, and then I'm ha- I feel like crap. But then once that kind of goes away, then I'm getting a burger and fries for lunch. And then once that feeling kind of goes away, then I'm getting pasta for dinner. Like that just sounds like, like I'm not. Oh. Yeah, it's Tyler's <laughs> just hearing for that. So for me, I'll get a workout in. If nowadays with like Airbnb, like if we go to get an Airbnb, we go grocery shopping. Like mm-hmm. when we get there, we buy groceries and I would say nine out of 10 times, we're cooking breakfast every day. Yep. So it's not that far off from what we would normally eat. Yeah, Again, that. small sacrifice. I'm getting, it's going to end up saving you money too. Cause mm-hmm. you're spending probably, you know, a hundred bucks, let's say on groceries, you go out to breakfast every day, it's probably 30 to 50 bucks a pop. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a hundred bucks on groceries for the week, you're actually saving money. And we're making food, but again, I'm not weighing everything out. I'm not tracking it, but I just know I'm having eggs. I'm having some toast. I'm having something within a cup of coffee and I'm good to go. Mm -hmm. I'm getting workouts in. And then lunch, maybe it's going to be, maybe it's going to be out, but I'm, again, I'm getting something that I enjoy eating. I'm not tracking it, but I'm eating something that I know I'm not going to feel like crap after I eat it. I'm not going to get like a beer battered cheese burger mm. with onion rings on the side and, and I'm not and drink a fucking coke like you know what I mean <laughs> like that's not gonna feel good so again I'll get something that's protein protein based um, if I if there's french fries I'll have french fries it's not a big deal but again I'm not stuffing my face to the point that I'm full mm-hmm. and then for dinner is the meal that like I'll be a little bit more lenient with because yep, we're probably gonna go someplace that uh, you know Maybe is a local spot. Yeah. We're gonna try something on the menu that maybe I, I'm not gonna normally try. And this was a point that I want to touch on too. Is like if you're on a vacation, or maybe you're going. Even if you're doing something as simple as as going to someone's uh, house for dinner, yep. and they're making something that they're they're really excited to make for you, like that's a like a special occasion. It's yes. not gonna happen very frequently. Just enjoy it. 
But if you're on vacation and you're hitting up Denny's every morning, there's no novelty to that. So okay. like you should you shouldn't be going that off track. You can go to Denny's anytime. They're, they're everywhere. So try to make when you are gonna go off track, pay we talked about this a couple weeks ago, like make it more of like an experience. Like yeah. try a food that you wouldn't normally try, or try maybe a food that you like, but it's like a really good like it's a really good pizza or really good mm-hmm. burger somewhere. But if you're out and you're ordering, you know, Domino's at three o'clock in the morning, you know, it's again, just understand that like, that's you're strictly eating that for the taste. There's no, yeah. it's, you're, you're, yeah. there's no benefit to it. It's definitely not for the quality. <laughs> yeah, it's not, for the, it's not for the quality. Not to say that one time I didn't, <laughs> in California, we grubhubbed McDonald's yeah. <laughs> one time because <laughs> it was really late and no- it was really late and nothing was open. Yeah, but again, of course. That- but that's not your first choice. That's not what you were going. For. But again, like, like but this is what I'm saying. It's real life. Like, yes, that shit happens. Of course. And this is something again that people don't want to hear, but you have to hear it because it's the truth. It's like. When you are super consistent, you have a lot more leeway. Yeah. If you can stack up years yes. of consistency, you have a little bit more leeway. So like there's people who have way more leniency than I do because they're way – maybe they're way more uh, in shape and they have way more muscle and they've been consistent for longer. For but for years. me, overall, I've been consistent for a very long time. So if I go on vacation, even if – all the shit I just told you guys, I follow zero of it. Yep. I know how to get back to my normal routine when I get back the exactly. d- next day. Most people, and I talk about this with clients all the time, most people just don't have a consistent baseline. Mm-hmm. They don't have a home base to go back to. So your normal behavior is, is not on track. So, or you haven't done anything to get it on track, yep. you know, and on track doesn't mean doing a crash diet for four weeks. It means something that you're doing 80 to 90% of the time. Yep. So if you haven't put in the work and the time to get a consistent baseline to, to return back to, you probably can't be as lenient when you go away because you are rolling the dice that that's gonna, that leniency is going to last six months, you yeah. know? It may roll you back into the same pattern exactly. that you were doing before. Yeah. Exactly. So if you're new to being on track and you're going away, don't be nervous about it, but understand that whatever you had been doing is probably wasn't what, is probably not what was working for you because, again, you're in a situation where you're trying to get yourself back in shape or get in shape for the first time. So do a little bit towards the opposite of what you would have normally done in the past. Mm -hmm. So let's say this is your first trip going away after, you know, getting your nutrition on track and getting your fitness on track. This is the first time you're going away. Whatever you did five years ago, if you just don't do that, you'll probably be okay. Even if, even if you're only halfway away from that, you're probably going to be fine. You know what something I stick with? And I think it's just a good caveat here is, um, and I stick with this, and I've again, like in terms of consistency, you see, like I've been consistent for years with like training, nutrition from sports, and um, then from there leading into the personal training life. Is and I don't know how you feel about doing. It. I love to always start my day with a quality breakfast, and that's whether it's I don't care if it's Christmas, I don't care what holiday it is, vacation, anything. Again, like you said, it has to have like a protein. Um, I try to get some type of little vegetable in there. If it's like with eggs, I'll throw spinach and stuff in there. And this is even on vacation. Like yeah. if I can order that, like I will, because I always which, feel better. Which you can 99% yes. of the time. Just that people yep. don't take the time to ask. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just find that always starting my day. Like even now, like Monday through Saturday, Monday through Sunday, like every single morning I'm going to have 
Um, normally I'm like you would like get eggs or like even sometimes I have um, like a, a protein shake, but I'll, I'll even put spinach in that. Like I prefer to get it from Whole Foods, but you know, real life it happens. Um, I try to always again have like the protein and have have whole foods especially for the first thing in the morning. Yeah, and it's huge for me to be honest in terms of di- digestion and starting my day off on the right foot. Like I know, like if you said, like if I had either French toast or even and I love fried chicken and waffles. Some fried chicken and waffles for breakfast. If I did that consistency or consistently, my days in terms of like production, my days in terms of energy and everything would consistency consistently. Can't talk today would be less than like what it is now. You know what oh, I mean? I always like to start out on that right foot just because I feel better. Like I could have, and I don't do this, but pizza for lunch, french fries and fried chicken for dinner, and I would still feel at least slightly better if I started out better that way. Oh, no, you know what? It's interesting you say that because I I feel the same way, mm-hmm. and I guess I never really, really articulated that, but like it, it's true, and you have like something like really like heavy and kind of like sugary in the morning, like, it's just, I don't feel good afterwards. You know what I mean? And it's not even like a crash. It's just more just like overall, like I can like, it sounds so extreme, but it's like, I can just like feel oh, that yeah. amount of sugar in your body. So like, and my wife thinks I'm the most annoying fucking person in the world sometimes because like, I'll like get pancakes and like, won't even put like syrup on them. And like, she's like, oh my God, you're so annoying. That looks like so gross, so dry. And it's like, but for me, I'm just like, it's not even worth it. Like, me, no, like if I'm on vacation or something, like I'll maybe drizzle a little bit, but like, I'm not loading up on the syrup and like all mm-hmm. that stuff. I don't drink like juice, juice. Yeah. dude, juice. Oh my God. I miss it. Dude. Yeah. I don't even miss it. You know, like <laughs> I, I don't miss it at all. Cause like, it's just, it's basically, it's, just, it's yeah. uncarbonated soda. That's all it is. Um, so the, but to, to, to kind of go off your point is just, if you start the day with a good decision, you're more likely to make better decisions the rest of the day. It's just, it's just how it is. It's, it's been proven like it's behaviorally like almost fact. If you start your day with a decision that you feel good about, you will be more likely to make better decisions. And I've done that with clients before where like maybe they're having trouble getting consistent. Mm -hmm. And I just say like, all right, what's one small thing you commit to doing every morning and it's i don't care how small it is it, mm-hmm. it, it just tell me what it is they, and then let them choose and a lot of times it's just like either eat protein with breakfast or drink a glass of water, drink a glass of water. yeah it's huge. and the fact that they stuck to it for a week they, they make that first decision and automatically they're just like oh wow i feel proud of myself mm-hmm. and then maybe, maybe they don't even consciously think that but you just feel better by yourself because you made that decision and you're just more likely to then make a better decision. Whereas like if you skimp out on that first meal or that first positive decision you're gonna make, you're more likely to make poor decisions throughout the day. Yep. Now I understand that like vacations in summer are, are temporary things, you know, that don't last all year. And maybe it sounds extreme that we're talking about this stuff this in depth, but the thing you have to understand about behavior with a lot of people is just like you said, they don't have a consistency in their day-to-day life. Yep. So they're – and then they get stressed out about going on vacation and they think their vacation is going to ruin everything. And it's like if you haven't been consistent year-round, the vacation is not ruining everything. That's just adding to what you've been Contributing doing. more. Yeah, yeah it's just contributing doing, yeah. more. So you're blaming it on the holidays. You're blaming it on vacation. It's really – that's – Again, that's that's the only part of the year. It's like, what are you doing the other eighty to ninety percent of the time? Mm-hmm. Um, so for vacations, uh, if we're just gonna bullet point it, it's like get some workouts in, yep. hydrate yourself, eat protein with most of your meals, and oh, choose one meal a day that you're gonna be really lenient with, and the rest of them, 
just order stuff that you could realistically, you know, eat when you were home. Mm -hmm. So eggs with veggies, uh, you know, maybe it's like a turkey sandwich for lunch. Again, you're, you're not gonna, you're not gonna regret, you know, not getting the beef nachos. The the idea of like sitting at a pool on a resort (laughs) in the hot sun eating beef nachos sounds so (laughs) fucked up to me. (laughs) Like, like I would just, I wouldn't even enjoy it. So like for me, I'm just like, okay, again, like if I see someone doing that, I don't care what the person looks like. I don't care if, if you're, you're whatever. I'm not judging the person. 2% body uh, Yeah, I don't care what you look like. If you are eating like cheesy nachos and the hot sun is beating on you, I'm just like, there's no way you're enjoying that. No fucking way you're enjoying that. <laughs> like, so like, and, and, and you know what I mean? So again, if you're choosing to eat foods that make you feel good, what will inevitably happen is when the nachos do come around, mm-hmm. you might have one or two, but mm-hmm. you're not going to overload on them because you just had like a protein source and you're pretty full and you feel good and you don't want to feel like crap. Mm-hmm. Just being conscious of those things. What do you do that makes you feel good? What do you do that makes you feel like crap? Do the things that make you feel good the majority of the time. It's really that simple. Mm-hmm. You know? I think in having, that, in having that baseline of like doing things that, that feel good and it, it, again, coming from the years of consistency that like we put in, I'm not putting us on the pedestal. Just people who train consistently have a, have a set base. I have a, I have a ton of yeah, stuff. I have a ton of clients and yeah. people who aren't even clients. I just know who are just as consistent. Yes, yeah. exactly. I think in doing that, you you learn and you realize. I think like the the major a major key here and something I feel like that's not really talked about as much or not really dwelled upon is just your your, your self awareness to how your food is affecting you. Yeah, I think. In our day-to-day lives and just seeing it from not only my own life, but um, just seeing it from working with clients and knowing how their days are going and stuff. Like, your mind is on a million different things at once that most people are looking to get some food in in a short block, you know, normally a short amount of time, shovel something in, and then just go about their day. They're not thinking about how it's affecting uh, oh, yeah. their energy levels, How again, how it's affecting their digestion. How do you feel after you eat that meal? Most people... I, I bet you could ask 10 people and out of those 10 people, like nine, maybe even all of them wouldn't even know how they feel after they ate like anything. Yeah. It could be any food, whether it's nutrient dense or not. They're like, I, I don't know. I don't think about that. Oh, yeah. It's, it's raising that self-awareness of knowing like the stuff that you're putting in your body, not just the alcohol, like how it actually makes you feel day after day and starting to realize and learn that and take that into you know, whether you're on vacation or in everyday life or what may have you. Yeah, I think one of the things I, I say to the clients too is that most people are just so used to feeling like shit that they don't even realize they, don't even they feel know. like shit, you yeah. know? They, they, and then you get, you string together three days of making good choices and people go, wow, I just feel so much better. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, it's not magic. It's just because you made X, Y, and Z choices mm-hmm. over the last few days and I just keep doing those things. And then, and then it's at that point, it's just a matter of sticking to those choices and, yep. and continuing to make them and understanding that if you do eat pizza it's, it's, and, you, and you feel like crap the next day, it doesn't mean you've ruined anything. Yeah. You don't think I eat foods and feel like crap the next day sometimes? Yeah, it happens all, happens all the time. You know what I mean? If I, if I eat $100 worth of sushi, like I don't feel great afterwards. Really. I, I want more the next day. But, like, <laughs> uh, but again, like I don't feel great afterwards. But again, it's happening so few and far between that it's not negatively affecting me as yeah. a whole. And anytime I've ever gained unwanted body fat – and again, like I'm not saying that doesn't happen to me. Like it does happen to me probably – I don't know what's what's is May now. So like j- rolling into January, mm-hmm. I probably put on like ten pounds from October to January, and it was seventy. I'll say sixty percent 
I was, you know, trying to get put on some size. So I was eating more food, like, mm-hmm. you know, which was, again, that was the goal was to put on weight. So I started yeah. eating more. Yeah. But we had a baby and my wife couldn't drink for nine months. Yeah. So we had a baby and now we were, and she had a lot of food aversions. So like she, oh, okay. she wasn't, she didn't like want to eat like anything. Yep. So then her, all her food aversions went away. Like as soon as she had the baby and she was like, oh, no, I'm not blaming on her cause it was me too. But it was like, oh, like we haven't had pizza in forever. So like, and then the baby's up and we're tired. So we don't feel like, good. so like yep. we ate out a lot more than we should have. Thanksgiving happened. Christmas happened. This, that. So like I put on unwanted weight totally uh, fine but january came and i remember being like this shit this train stops here (laughs) the shit the shit show stops now (laughs) so like i had a challenge and 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 i i jumped on board with you know getting my nutrition on track and like you know i've maintained that whatever i was doing to get the weight off i've maintained it and i feel great now Mm -hmm. um so again like and i'm sure that that's those situations have come up in your time as a trainer too where you've like Gone, gone way too hard in one area and, and you know maybe put on a lot of weight it happens to all of us so we're not sitting here like on like Ty was saying we're not on like pedestals like oh this is how we we're perfect and we never make mistakes like, not at all I do it too but when I do make those mistakes I can identify yep. the behavior that got me there I think a lot of people either they can't identify the behavior or they know what they're doing wrong but they don't know what they should be doing instead so mm-hmm. they just continue doing what they're doing mm-hmm. um so again not to get too off track here if you're going on vacation and every time you go on a trip you come back and you feel like crap and it takes you two weeks to feel normal again then they're probably gonna make some changes it doesn't mean you can't go on vacation it just means what did i do that made me feel that way and can i moderate that behavior to a reasonable level to where i don't Feel like crap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. One hundred percent. I actually have a uh, just a pop up question that just came to me. What do you do as far as when you go on vacation personally? Um, in terms of uh, sleep, do you try to stick to your same sleep schedule? Do you moderate that much? Do you kind of just enjoy it? Or? So, so th- again, me and Tyler are probably like specific situations, but I know other people. So, like, I I wake up at three forty five in the morning yeah. when I'm working yeah. Monday through Friday. So. I definitely don't try to stick to that sleep schedule. <laughs> I try to sleep in. So main thing that I do on vacation, I don't set an alarm. Yep. And uh, you know, at night, I just whatever. If we go, if we fall asleep early, we fall asleep early. Um, if we stay up late, we stay up late. So I don't go get too crazy with like sleep. But I will say one thing: there's something I do on vacation that I never do uh, the rest of the year when mm-hmm. I'm not, and I take naps. So I'll make up for it by taking like a midday nap. Okay. So so um, if we're out too late, you know, we'll take a midday nap. Okay. So yeah, so yeah, I, I definitely do prioritize sleep. Why? Because I'm on vacation and I want to relax. But I also know like I want to go out with my wife and have fun. Um, yeah. So but that's a good one because actually one of the things that I had in here was uh, like an example. I actually stole this from uh, Gunnar Peterson, who's a he's a pretty famous trainer. But yeah. Uh, so four wheels of, of fitness and, and most people, the goal is to have all these wheels in, in, in motion most of the time. Um, and it's sleep, training, alcohol consumption, and nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, the, those are the four wheels. And the goal is to keep, you know, not to let more than one wheel completely fall off at a time. And again, life happens. So one of these wheels will probably always not be perfect. So mm-hmm. again, for, for me right now, my training and nutrition and alcohol consumption are all well in check 
You know what I mean? Training's going great, nutrition's on point, not consuming a lot of alcohol. Yep. Sleep, not so great. Yep. I wake up really early, you know, we have two dogs and a baby, sometimes I get woke up during the night, so not so great. But I, because the sleep's not so great, I'm making sure all the three, other three are, are intact, because again, if two or three of those go, you're not gonna see results. Mm-hmm. So I try to kind of relate it to clients, like okay, if you're going on vacation, be objective with yourself. Yes. What are the behaviors that are priority to you? And like I was telling you before, for me, Training and nutrition, I try to keep those as in line as I can on yeah, vacation because I know that I'm probably going to be consuming more alcohol than normal. Mm-hmm. And I know that my sleep may not be great, but again, I take like, those naps to kind of help keep mm-hmm. that in line. So again, the only real thing that's completely off is maybe I'm consuming more alcohol than I would uh, normally, which for going on vacation is expected, but also not so bad. If you got three of your four pretty in line, you're not going to come back feeling like complete shit. Yeah, for sure. I like those four wheels. I think that's a, it's a good thing for mine. I would put instead of alcohol, uh, put water, <laughs> just water consumption. I really didn't have. So I, I, I like to, I like to say like alcohol slash hydration. Slash hydration. Yeah. 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 So, so keep it, keep, I actually, so sometimes I'll change it up and I'll put alcohol in with nutrition yep. and then put the hydration there. Instead. Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 So, um, the, so but the reason I, I separate nutri- food and alcohol is because most people just will lump, lump them, them in together. and be like, oh, yeah. well, my nutrition's off. So it's just like eating my shit and drinking a lot. And it's like those are two kind of separate things when Definitely. it comes to how you feel. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I kind of separate them to help keep people uh, in line. But um, other than that, I don't really have too much more um, that uh, – I wanted to touch on as far as this specific topic goes. Is there anything else you wanted to, to touch no, on? No, I mean, I think overall we hit, we hit the basic keys here, guys. Um, you know, again, following the four wheels, if you have no idea what we just said for about the past 50 minutes, that's fine. <laughs> if you're sticking to the four wheels, and I think that, again, the main thing is just to make sure you're being objective. You're taking the time to realize how you're feeling as a baseline to start there, start, just take a start, take a step in the right direction and figure out what, you know, what behaviors, what patterns work best for you. And then again, you can apply them, you know, um, objectively as you go on vacation or take trips or whatever may have you. So, or the weather changes or yeah, or, <laughs> or yeah, if the weather changes in the summer, summertime. So, um, overall, Amazing podcast. We'd love to have you guys here with us. If you enjoyed the podcast, please, please, please go and give us a five-star rating. If you didn't like us, give us a one and let us know. Let us know how we can improve. We're always looking to help you guys. Um, If you have any topics that you would like us to cover, you can, of course, reach out to us on our Instagrams, Nourish with Ty or Badger Strength. All right. Or you can reach out to us on our emails as well, which will be in the show notes. All right. So you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. We thank you for joining us and uh, we'll talk soon.